My name is Jamali Sali and I welcome you to this episode of the Ideation Corner. The Ideation Corner is a space where ideas are discussed and dissected. And today, I bring back a former guest, Innocent Kawoya. Innocent is the CEO of High People. He's also a serial entrepreneur, a programmer, a movie producer, and so much more. Today, we are here to talk about his bid to become the mayor of Kampala. Innocent, you're very welcome. Thank you, Damali. <laughs> How have you been? I'm here. Been good. Mm getting excited every day yeah. <laughs> yeah learning new things yeah yeah that is good yeah so uh, without you know going around tell us about your beat that you want uh, about becoming the mayor of Kampala capital city uh, well <laughs> I have been watching <laughs> I mean I mean I've been I'm old enough to understand what makes sense and what doesn't and for the last 16 years of my life I've been planning and waiting for that day when I'm I will actually announce my candidature mm. for Lord Mayor. Mm -hmm. I first for 16 years you've been yeah, thinking yeah, about this? Yeah, for 16 years. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 my, my good friend called Josephine, mm. I'm sure she remembers because I told them a lot of times. So uh, about um, two months ago she called me and told me, hey, have you forgotten that you said you're <laughs> going to stand for mayor in 2020? Yeah. Mm. And uh, the COVID year. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, ah, I have not forgotten. Mm. I've actually been working with different people. I didn't take it for granted, even when I was prepared for 16 years. Mm. I took the last five months uh, consulting different people. People have led different uh, winning campaigns. Uh, I had uh, one person who helped Obama do mm. part of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. A, a lady that was very strong. At that. <laughs> yeah. I had someone. I had someone who actually interviewed our president in 1986 uh, as who one of the that? consultants. Some lady called uh, Helen. Okay. Uh, I mean, I had different people. Most of them were ladies. Mm -hmm. And why I chose ladies is because I. Uh, much as I understand and appreciate the challenges of the women and uh, people of Kampala, I needed to know the real, real challenges by understanding if women think I understand them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. So you yeah. went to the women themselves. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what solutions, or at least what, what did you find out? What solutions are you trying to bring to Kampala? Uh, well, I, I, of course it is no news that I come from a digital world one that understands how the world moves and changes every day. Um, Kampala has been challenged over time. The drainage and all the things you see are not as a result of poor infrastructure to start with, no. They are a result of uh, poor leadership, poor, uh, poor research, uh, misunderstanding the challenges of the people. I mean, we cannot be living in a city, more so our capital city where decisions are not consensus uh, driven. Yeah? Okay. I mean, why are you uh, constructing a, a road without asking the people that need a road, whether they need it or they need uh, some drainage uh, facility? And why are you uh, telling people you want to have statues on the road, yet their schools are not working? I mean, it is time for us to work with the technology that's existing to create a digital smart city where every person that has a mobile phone can be able to contribute to the decision making of things that impact them. And I'm going to make sure with the team I'll be leading with, yeah. we make sure we deliver a smart city that will create a minimum a minimum of one million jobs within five years. Okay. Yeah. So what, what exactly do you mean for, 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 for some of us who are not very techy? Yeah. What do you mean by a smart city? Yeah, a smart city is one that uh, revolves around technology and works with a, a technical backed 
infrastructure to make sure communication systems and everything is done but more so i want to make sure that there is deep interoperability that there is no creation of new silos and expenditure i mean kampala has been victim of creating something we call digital debt for kampala for a long time mm -hmm. that when technology came in yes it's exciting and uh, the capital city authority executives have been actually working to make sure they adapt with the new trends but they have also done a lot of spending on things that the city doesn't need so as an expert in understanding what we we, we call uh, maximizing the digital dividend mm -hmm. the first thing i'll make sure is that there is no wrong expenditure made i know the kind of technology uganda needs today and company today and for the next 20 years so instead of spending on something that we are going to change after two years i would rather say we plan together at once so that whatever we implement as technology actually connects with every other solution and system and is able to live for a long period of time okay yeah and, and in your consultations so far, there is no one who is out there delivering the same. Yeah. In my consultation, hmm. not my consultation, <laughs> even everybody else can do. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for the record, if I'm to be factual about me yes. and my candidature, mm. uh, uh, without bragging, mm -hmm. that uh, Kampala has never had a, a leader that has qualities like I do. Actually, for many reasons, Kampala has had so many politicians wanting to be our leaders and we are tired of them i am tired personally you're not a politician you're saying i'm not a politician okay. though i know politics very well mm -hmm. but i never want to be a politician i always want to make sure that when i am leading people first of all the first thing i do offer them is direction because you would be a leader uselessly telling people you are our leader then you can't tell us what we can do i mean if you can't understand our problems it's very challenging for someone to think that you're going to drive every single day and live in an expensive car, drive everything you want without ma ever making time to go and meet the people you serve. Uh, the people you find in the city are not the, uh, the, the most disadvantaged in Kampala, mm -hmm. no. There are things that happen in this city and someone needs to go down and see what happens. There are people in Bwaisi who rent their own homes at night and turn them into lodges. Mm and that is how they earn a living and i mean someone thinks bluntly comes and says i'm delivering abcd i'm delivering this kind of policies kampala is not only about policies kampala is about making things uh, making things happen and get done mm -hmm. and because it's our capital city and because uganda now has six cities we need to have one that is holding the flagship one that shows the others you need to be like this otherwise if kampala every single day turns into shame if people are dying because it has rained for 30 minutes in our capital city, then I mean we are taking a very wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And I mean for now and going forward, anyone that mm -hmm. thinks politics should stop wanting to be our leader, anyone that thinks that their role is to come and tell us the ABC is doing this, the president is doing this, those are not our problems as Kampala uh, residents. Mm -hmm. Our problems are service delivery. I, if I can afford to pay school fees for my children, I want to make sure other people can be able to. So how do we do that? I was doing a calculation recently and I realized, for example, if somebody in Kampala is able to raise 100,000 shillings, that is about 25 or 30 dollars, mm -hmm. if they're able to raise it in a year, they're able to get very quality education for their children. Mm -hmm. So how do we meet the gap of someone who can raise 100,000? by making sure that we create some bit of interoperability by making sure we maximize whatever we have as a city you can't imagine most of the kccs schools are not grade a yet they have the infrastructure but I mean they cannot even have 700 children in the school, yet they are community schools. And why are not there, there is no one is, that is mobilizing, no one is taking time to supervise. I mean how do you be, for example, mayor of the city and you can't visit 
10 schools in 10 years, then what did people vote you for? As a leader, the first thing is supposed to offer supervision. So uh, if you don't know about education, then get someone that knows it and make sure they do that job. I have been in uh, KCCS schools for the last four years, going there randomly to understand how education is. And the teacher's quality is going down every single day. Why? Because they all don't care as well, because nobody cares anyway. Their job is to say, we have been at school, they write their preps and everything, and the next day goes, and the other, and the other, and before you know, the KCC schools can't deliver first grade, for example. And you're like, okay. Before you know, the children that come there have no clue about life. But because I have a very good understanding of where the world is going, and because I'm one person that appreciates that now going ever, um, I mean going forward, Education is very key, but it is important that we also uh, train very important skills to children, especially those around technology. Mm -hmm. I'll use my network that actually might come free of charge, but I, it starts with me that mm -hmm. is knowledgeable about training. I have taught people in my career and, and very many of them are different subjects. And I know the skills that make money. I know what has impacted people. So I want to make sure those skills and many others are impacted in the people of Kampala. Before someone makes 15 years, in this city of ours they should be able to do something for them so because kampala is a hassle yeah. it is and there's so many many yeah. people who are kind of currently hassling yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um in your opinion what has what has hindered the politicians who've been in kampala mayors after yeah. mayor after mayor yeah. i mean what, what makes you think that you'll be able to make the difference that the other mayors haven't uh, been able to uh, uh, maybe to start with i am a champion of creating relationships and managing them for a long time I, that is something I've done all my life. I have been able to run our cooperation, not because we had money, but because I knew how to relate with people. I mean, I know a lot of public relations, and I know people relations a lot, that I know there's no way you're going to run our city when you can't communicate with your fellow leaders. And that has been the biggest problem. You have a leader who thinks they're independent of themselves, yet we voted them. They are running on our mandate, and and they cannot even quit the simplest relationship with the team that is permanently working at, at, at the city authority. I mean, for example, you have a, a, an executive director, you have a minister for Kampala. Uh, Kampala is supposed to be under the, the local government ministry, and you're not even creating a simple camera relationship. At least show the public that we have something in common. We meet and talk about the issues of our city. I mean, it doesn't happen. Five years ago, nothing. Uh, Ten years ago, 15, 20, something years, nothing happens. And because all of them uh, think that uh, Kampala should be politicized in any way or another. So what I'm going to do differently is, because I'm not a politician and because I don't bl belong to any of their parties. Yeah, yeah? I like that you're entering into politics, yeah. but you're not a politician. No, we call it politics because we have named it politics in Uganda. And then it's supposed to be leadership. I am offering myself to change Kampala free of charge. I'm that one person that is thinking, because it's not upon me, but I'm that one person that is thinking that even if it, it calls for me being the mayor of Kampala without being paid a single penny, I would want to do that, at least for five years. I would even pay for my fuel and anything, just to make sure that Kampala is a better, is better place. As long as the people that are going to be voting, the, the residents of Kampala, trust me to sh offer them guidance, I am willing to offer it because I know I might be able to afford as much, but I want everyone else to do. I want everyone to afford health care. I want everyone to afford education. I want us to have the roads that we need to have 
not the ones that those who are in, in, in authority want to have. Because someone stays in Rubaga, they want to have a road that goes in to Rubaga. Rubaga. No. Okay, you've been talking about okay, a lot of people who are in Kampala who are, because we have a lot of urban poor in Kampala yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. who can't afford food. They can't afford, like you said, you yeah. live in Boise and then you have to turn your house into a lodge in the night yeah, just yeah. to earn a living. Yeah. What plans do you have for those people? Uh, well, uh, like I said, part of my vision is to use uh, my digitizing Kampala uh, agenda to make sure that uh, within a period of five years, we'll create a minimum of one million jobs. And these are not going to be only formal, no. Mm. Of course, uh, our fintech sector that I'm so passionate about and financial inclusion has a, a very important agenda is going to play a lot in this. One, I understand the potential of the people of Kampala. Two, I know how viable their efforts can be in promoting, especially promoting the things uh, that we always advocate for as a, as a nation, uh, promoting uh, uh, exports. I mean, Kampala has people, they have the energy, they're able to work. So what can we create? and export i know you've traveled a lot and whenever you go across borders you see people selling jewelry basic things that look very basic they don't edible or nothing yeah. and they're available but i mean uh nema and and other organizations the ministry of lands and all that have property and land they have very many resources that we can utilize for example to do uh urban agriculture Mm. Yeah, that is tech driven. Eh? It is um, uh, monitored, and you know, you know, this farm is here with an app and ABCD. And then uh, I also wa want to make sure that uh, we utilize some of the underutilized resources like warehouses and all that. I mean, why do you want to create a new market and build it on scratch, mm. on our money, or borrowed money? Yet there is a warehouse that only needs to be refurbished. Mm -hmm. It needs painting and all that. It has shelter. Maybe we only buy uh, 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 iron sheets to make sure it is safe. But it can accommodate 500 people. And they will have a market. And we will say this one is for jewelry. And 500 people will have a job mm -hmm. in, no, in no time. The presidential initiative of uh, the Gao Child Empowerment is training tailors and all other skills. Yeah. So why you look for them to pay rent that they can't afford? and eat on what would be their capital. Yet you can have a warehouse and have 400 of them in mm -hmm. one place. Everyone has their space. I mean, if people can co-work in the shops in Chikubo and other places, mm -hmm. and someone owns the shell and, uh, and all that, then why can't we do the same thing and make sure people own the same, the same kind of space? It can be the most affordable thing because as long as we take the initiative as the leadership to market it, before we know the market will be there, people will be there to buy stuff. I, I will leverage my, my my extensive uh, control over the creative industry to make sure we market some of the things. If I want to have a comedian, because I know I'm going to win him to sing. <laughs> eh? If I want to ha have him to sing, and uh, I know he's, he's, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a legendary musician, yes. and uh, probably one of the most celebrated uh, and most famous musicians in East Africa, mm -hmm. I'll tell him, Doctor, can we do a song promoting our market here? Mm -hmm. Oh, can you uh, do something? Can you create a campaign? Because I know when you say something, they will hear it in a day. They make hits every single day. Mm -hmm. Some of the songs are even not relevant for us. But I mean, they make hits every single day of their lives. So I leverage that. I leverage sports to make sure we do that. But I mean, uh, I know where the opportunities are in Kampala. Uh, there is a time in 2016 when I spent some little amount of money doing research when Owino was still a bit more active. And we did a count of people that enter our window for a whole week, every day counting people. And on average, every single day, there were 330, 
thousand people. Three hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, entering. Or we know. Or we know entering. Either I, I mean. I mean, wow. Exactly. So. <laughs> It's a huge number. <laughs> eh, eh, yeah. It's a huge number. Mm. And see, Damali, what happens is mm. opportunities that we are supposed to create are only misconception for people who don't want to serve. Some people don't want as much money. Someone only wants an opportunity one week, one day a week to have something. They get their like 50,000 and they are okay. Mm -hmm. They work another. As long as education is fine, healthcare is fine, as long as communication is fine, I mean, people would be okay and they would not be fighting anyone. So because I understand that, and because I am that one person that God has blessed to live in another world, mm -hmm. the corporate America world, mm -hmm. and, and then be able to relate with the last person at the bottom of what someone calls the bottom of the pyramid in Uganda. Because when I go to ghetto, I am no, I'm never a guest. I am ever not the I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm always one of them. Why? Because I know their problems. I know their language. I know what they do every single day. Yeah. When I go to someone who has never been to Kampala, I know their problems. I know someone who only wants Wi-Fi, only wants to be in an apartment and be okay. They want to make sure their cable TV is working. But then, those people can afford to pay for anything. They have insurance and all that and actually for players like in finance mm. like insurance companies it is time they look out for people like me and we talk and i help them understand how to actually broaden of course it is my job as an advocate for financial inclusion to make sure that first of all we uh, enrich uh, adoption of uh, services like insurance mm. but in a broader scale we are able to f work with the small silos and create an ecosystem so that they all benefit because someone might have their 2000 they are willing to pay for insurance and in the same gap the calculation is clear that when insurance caters for this sector mm -hmm. they're able to cater for education of maybe a hundred thousand people and then they'll get their money from the small pools okay. i know for many reasons Jamali, i know someone who sells matchboxes mm -hmm. yeah a company that manufactures them would never be in business if you're not making money <laughs> but because the, the small, the what we call small, actually makes sense mm. in the end. That is why they're still relevant. That matchbox. Exactly. The candle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the candle. Because <laughs> I always wondered uh, when yeah. they sell this, um, the sachet sugar. Yeah. And apparently it's one of the fastest moving goods in, the, in the corner shops. Yeah. It's those sachets of sugar. Yes. And they make a huge profit margin. The shop owners own exactly. it. Exactly. That's why they continuously do it. Exactly. So it's interesting when you okay you look at the other side of the yeah. pyramid and yeah. then try to catalyze it exactly so okay um in terms of politics yeah I, you know I, I feel like okay you you want to enter into politics but you're saying you're you're mostly a leader you're not a politician yeah. how are you going to li relate with the politicians because you have to work with the politicians i know politics normally like i said mm. actually for those people who think that they're smart politicians mm. i know politics there is no way there is no better politics than leading people <laughs> i've been leading teams yes. uh, since when i was nine years i've been a leader i was a head boy mm. I, I i used to lead our team football team uh boca juniors when i was nine years yeah okay. i mean You've all been my life yeah i've been life. leading all my <laughs> life i know when i have to lose mm. for example that is the biggest challenge by the way most of who call themselves leaders mm. they think they have to win every day and it can't be mm. never even when you there is that time when i am the winner and i mm. feel like i shouldn't have the win mm. And I throw it away and I'm like, ah, you, eh, the person is here, the other person, why? Because <laughs> I, I have already read their statement. I know what they are feeling. Yes. I know what is going to happen if they don't win. I, I'm one person who doesn't want to cause unnecessary heartbreaks. 
So, because I know that, mm. I know politicians. The first thing is they want to be glorified. By the one of the biggest elements of politicians is they want to be up there and everyone, they want everyone to see them. And I was telling my friend the other day that I come as an uncommon figure. Mm. So all the other people are celebrities. I yeah, am they're not. all known. I yeah, feel like they're yeah. all known out there. Yeah, they're known <laughs> and they should wait for the blessed, the blessed <laughs> one. They should wait for the person who's going to win them mm. when they're not known. Mm. Because the people of Kampala are smart. Uh, challenges that are uh, the corporate world mm. keeps quiet. They don't vote. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. And they're elite, and mm. they're supposed to be supporting our communities. Mm. And these communities supported them somehow. Mm. Yeah, they even keep supporting them. They buy stuff from their companies <laughs> and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But they don't vote. Mm. And like somebody says that uh, the bad leaders mm. are voted by good people who do not vote. Mm. Like 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 it is said. Those good people. I am telling all of them. People come and vote. If it means monitoring all of them on election day, we shall look for each one from their home <laughs> and tell them to vote. But importantly, yes. I am praying a lot. Yes. I am working on uh, a real concrete plan mm. that is not just about speaking. Mm -hmm. I know for sure that there is no one going to be a candidate like me um, uh, anytime, unless if they are trained by me to come later. But there is not going to be one like me. Why? Because mm. I possess those very, very unique qualities of a leader mm. that uh, the youth mm. in Kampala need. Of course I have things to do. I am a busy person and uh, my innovations mm. make, make me much busier. So I wouldn't want to, uh, to participate in politics. Mm. Actually it's the reason why someone was telling me why don't you come with, uh, with a flag of a party? Because mm. I could have access to any any of the parties in Uganda. Mm. I mean, I could have. By choosing to come as an independent. I don't have time for for nonsense. Mm. If I'm to say, I don't <laughs> have time for uh, for making noise that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I want us to change the lives of our people. Mm. I want us to make sure that we deliver to the things we say. Guess we are able to to deliver on our niches in the small capacities we have. And I believe if the people of Kampala entrust me mm. with the city for five years. Uh, maybe I'll train for them another leader because I might not be interested to come back after five years. <laughs> Would you just do one time? Yeah, yeah, I want to do a model city. I want to do a prototype, a template for Kampala and how to run cities in Africa. Mm. So everyone can learn from me. I go back, do my, my code, my fintech, <laughs> do my financial inclusion, make sure women have employment, make sure by the time we get to 2030, mm. I have done my job in making sure that the 10 years that were dedicated for women mm. are actually fully maximized. Fruitful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So innocent. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Do you have any last words? Uh, mm. My last words, mm. uh, First of all, I thank you, Damali. Uh, the ideation corner is growing. You were the first guest. <laughs> yeah, I was the first guest, so I was going there. <laughs> and I am thankful to God that I am still the first one to come back again. <laughs> How blessed can I ever be? Yeah? Uh, to the people of Kampala, uh, I wish to tell you that uh, Innocent Kawoya is not here to only tell you stories. Innocent Kawoya has worked and changed how so many things are done in Uganda and the world. Innocent Kawoya is connected in on earth and in heaven. He, uh, so be sure, Innocent Kawoya is going to make sure you, we have a million jobs in Kampala within the next five years. Uh, Innocent Kawoya is going to make sure we deliver a clean, smart, digital Kampala. One that makes sure that every decision that is made in Kampala is made as a result of consensus, as a result of your, all your input. So Innocent Kawaya is the candidate you have that already has 50% of the votes. Mm -hmm. So just add uh, on the going to line up and we shall be winning and we'll change our city forever.
Ladies and gentlemen, there you've had it. Innocent Kawaya standing for mayor. Uh, please subscribe to my channel on YouTube and on Facebook at Damalisari. Thank you.